the mouth. Yeah. Alright, Project. Welcome back to another episode of The After Show. This week, we're going to be reviewing a podcast that we did on Monday with Patrick uh, McEwen or McEwen or however uh, is best to say it. And uh, it was a great podcast. It's uh, the first time in, a, in the four years that we've heard that sort of information. So it's cool when we get something new. And in that accent as well. That's right. Four years. That's right. And uh, so we were excited to review that one and talk about some stuff that we've tried since the episode because uh, he's given us some of the skills and the drills that he preaches. And we're also going to go over uh, basically the the RPM 3.0 rope. So I don't even know if there's like a four or whatever number. Doesn't seem to be. Right. But uh, we both use that and so we want to mm. go over that. And we probably talked about it before, uh, but this time of year we felt like it was pretty relevant with all these qualifiers going on. You know, everyone kind of is, heats up in Australia, people doing more kind of outdoor stuff, uh, packing a skipping rope. So mm. uh, good time of year to talk about that sort of thing, especially Christmas. It's like a perfect... Uh, stocking sort of item uh, a speed rope and uh, of course as always reviewing a netflix documentary this week we have saving capitalism which is a good one mm. uh, kind of along the lines of like the dirty money stuff yep. and like the um you know just the the political and economic landscape in america so um, before we jump into all that uh, we're going to talk about true protein's got some new stuff that they sent to us um, and raf's also trying a new product from true as well so they sent us their three nut butters. So True is actually getting into the, the, the butter game. Uh, so they've got almond ABC, which is almonds, Brazil nuts, and cashews blended all together, and then natural peanut butter. So obviously peanut butter is the best. But let me just talk about what is different to them because that's exactly what happened is they rocked up and then someone turned to me and just said, uh, so how is it different to any other butter that's out there? Well, I'm glad you asked. So... Uh, I think or what they say is different about it uh, is that because they've uh, processed the peanut butter and, and broken it down into in a much different process, like it's essentially all in the processing, the ingredients are just peanuts and a little bit of salt. But basically what's happened is it's retained more of the natural oils than other processing, um, other processes. So as a result, basically what you get is a peanut butter which is basically, or any, any nut butter that they've created, uh, which is a lot smoother, uh, like more consistent oils throughout, better tasting, um, and just, you know, the, the macros that you should be getting from that sort of stuff. So, um, really good product. I eat peanut butter pretty much every day um, at night on some toast, part of the bulking program. So, uh, super pumped about that, that they've got the butters now, and now I can just add them easily to the, the, the order, the routine for the, for the week. It's really good. Um, and then, Raf, tell us about the product you're trying right now. So, yeah, Matt actually asked me just to get this one. Uh, and he wanted me to have every day for training. Uh, and it is the True Endurance. And, man, it actually has been really, really good. Like, I, it has changed my mind. This is something I've changed my mind on a lot is that um, normally before someone was like, hey, I just need some supplements for training. I'm like, I crossfit or whatever. I'd be like, oh, you just, you know, probably get like a post-workout. It's probably the most important thing. Uh, but having had the endurance, I would probably now more side towards, I think you'd get the biggest bang for your buck actually getting something to have during training. Uh, so this one, True Endurance, is basically a mix of dextrose, multidextrin, and cluster dextrin, um, which is a special carbs. And it's got a whole bunch of other stuff that helps with hydration. And he wanted me to have this because it, it improves your training uh, and also just gets my carb content up for the day. But the reason I think it's more important than anything post is like if you just have a meal after training doesn't really matter. It turns out pretty similar. Like if you get your carbs and protein in, um, if you just like can stomach food after it, it's fine. 
Whereas the endurance like really does actually make a difference to your session. Like you really do feel a lot more energy throughout the session, particularly if your training goes over an hour. And when I train with Starry, those are the longer ones and they can go for an hour and a half or, or slightly more sometimes. And it just makes a massive difference to actually your performance over the whole session. Much more, I think, than say maybe like just having BCAs or just having water uh, in your training session. It's like that energy, when the energy starts to drive from like all the caffeine you had before training, that's when mm. the dextrose really comes in. Mm. So I haven't using it. I have like a full scoop. It comes to like 50 grams of carbs. Um, so it also helps out there. And you just, you feel way better in the back half of the session. Mm. Um, so I've really become a bit of a convert on it. Mm. Yeah, what I like about it is it does have that that cluster dextrin that we've used so yeah. much of as well in there. So you're not um, you're not missing out on that on that product that we enjoy so much. So just like the BCAs as well, like it's not too sweet. Yeah. So you don't feel sick. Like they're just really mild true protein, which is good. That's good. Awesome. So guys, trueprotein.com.au. If you're interested in any of those products that we talked about today, you can use the code MyMuscle10 when you check out. That's going to get you 10% off any of those products. Mm. Um, and then I would yeah highly highly recommend. Uh, the the butters, especially the peanut butter. If you like peanut butter, it's worth a shot. And then uh, the endurance blend that Raf just mentioned. So trueprotein.com.au, my muscle 10 when you check out. All right, so uh, oxygen advantage. So Pat was going over, so Pat has been doing research on breathing for 20 years. Now, a lot of the breathing people that have come out recently, uh, they're, they're mainly focused on breathing for performance. And now you could argue every aspect of your life is for performance, but Pat has really dug into the research about how breathing can help with asthma, how it can help with children and jaw structures and mm. uh, the, the air pathways and all kinds, of, um, all kinds of important things that maybe we don't always think about because we're just focusing on athletic performance. And as a result, he's had to dig into research that's done by doctors, done by dentists, done by surgeons, stuff that doesn't really make the mainstream. And mm. what's different about that is it's legit like there's some there's some legit anatomy going on there it's not a lot of theory and it's not secondhand information it's pat really going in there first and checking out those study him, himself it's yeah like it was such a good it for such else. a good podcast because uh like i found most of the breathing stuff people have jumped on the bandwagon within the last like 10 years or mm. five years whereas he's a guy that like was doing it like 10 years before it was even popular uh, i wouldn't say 10 years that's that's a fucking stretch i would say like last three years yeah yeah it's been popular yeah, yeah. um and he's been doing it for 20 years. So yeah. I think like someone that's been doing it for like a really long period of time before it was even popular and it was a bit of a grind and he even said that himself on the podcast, like people weren't interested. Uh, that person is like truly passionate about it, I think. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I mean, the big thing that I took away from it is that the nitric oxide in your nasal cavity that you breathe in when you breathe through your nose is really important for different aspects of the gas balance in your body. Mm. Um if you just read up on the benefits of nitric oxide uh, in your body and why you need it, you can realize that if you go a large percentage of your day without breathing through your nose, like, for example, your entire night's sleep without breathing through your nose, you're missing out on a lot of nitric oxide. So that can have a whole host of health problems by itself. Uh, and that's just not to mention all the other things as well that go along with that. But um, since digging into some of that stuff and, and trying to focus more on the nose breathing, um, it has made a difference to just a general, I would say, stress levels um, and just general fatigue, which has been nice. I did get um, quite sick last week and I started practicing. And now obviously, you guys know when you're sick that your nose is completely blocked. And no matter how much you blow it or nasal decongestions, it doesn't really work that well. So I tried his technique, which is the, um, it's like you squeeze your nose and, and you like nod your head 
and then you, you do like a, f- a few rounds of that. And uh, fuck, it surprisingly it works. Now I, I got to say, when you are very sick, it it does. You do have a hard time. Like you're gonna have to do it quite a few times to clear it up. But surprisingly, just from doing that and not taking anything, you can clear your nose up pretty pretty effectively. Um, so I found that you know straight away that application was super effective, and um, I use it before bed now. I use that technique, and it just clears the the airways a lot better, and it makes it a lot more comfortable and a lot easier to fall asleep. Mm, yeah, I've just been using it in the sense uh, if I have like, I usually have like 15 to 20 minute conditioning sessions most days. I just do like the first half, nose breathing only. Mm. And then the second half without the nose breathing. And you can really feel it's doing something different. Like the nose breathing bit, you just feel like the air just getting, like you feel like your stomach is getting so big. You're just breathing so hard. Um, and like your, like your nostrils are flaring like crazy. Uh, so it's just like a different challenge. So like you're not hitting the same scores. Uh, but it's a different challenge to your body, and then you just let the floodgates open, open your mouth for the second half, and you can just rip in. I even reckon through all the strength training that I've been doing as well, and really just any training that's not conditioning, if you just nose breathe as well, what you'll notice is I find it's you, you're not as out of breath. Mm. Like if someone finishes a heavy set of squats or deadlifts, you can see them panting pretty hard. But if you just close your mouth and breathe through your nose, I find it's that overwhelming feeling of being out of breath isn't the same. The breathlessness. Yeah, it's not It's not the same if, if you're purposely keeping your mouth shut and breathing through your nose. That, it, just, it just shows that breathing through your mouth does create a more panicked response straight away, yeah. instantly. Uh, and so trying to close your mouth and is, for the recovery process after a strength set can make a big difference. So that, that, that's the other thing I've been trying as well. So if you guys even listen to that once, I would recommend going through it again, yeah. taking some notes on that stuff and... I mean, if you did his seminar, fuck, you'd be, you'd be killing it. And so much he, stuff. He's coming to, fuck, I've already forgotten, but I, I think, think it's July. Yeah, mid next year. Yeah, he's, he's in Sydney or, or around like the Southern Hemisphere. He's traveling like the whole world. So mm. no matter where you are, I think you can find it. Awesome. Yeah, World Tour, Oxygen Advantage World Tour. So um, yeah, check out his website. I think it's oxygenadvantage.com, yep. I believe. Yes. So you guys can go there. Um, but yeah, I, I would love to get Pat on again to mm. explore some different stuff. It was um, a really, really good episode. And then, like I said, information we haven't had for a while. So um, yeah, loved it. All right, cool. Before we get into these RPM ropes, um, how's everything going with Beyond Macros for you? Yeah, so I think I mentioned this last time, but uh, I told Matt working with him this time, I just didn't want to use my fitness pal, mm-hmm. uh, particularly not more than like a few days. So I did it for a few days and what we've done, and I think it's a really cool way to go about it, it's actually been better for me, is rather than like counting the exact macros um, using uh, something like my fitness pal, is you more just like work out where you need to be set up a diet uh, that you think can work for you and then just focus on sticking to that. So right now I've got like a breakfast meal and like a snack meal and then a lunch meal, snack meal, a dinner and then another snack. Mm. And I just like try and hit all of those. And they're like already pretty much predetermined and I can kind of fill them with whatever I want, but I keep it pretty consistent. Uh, and that's been much better than before. I would just like eat whatever during the day. It's a crazy Tetris game of trying to fit these macros by the end of the day. Mm. Whereas now I'm just like, nah, like I just got to eat my breakfast and then I've got to have this snack, have this lunch, have this thing after dinner and I know I've got it covered. Mm. Uh, and it's actually, I think, leading me to have like better eating habits than just like trying to fit random macros and I'm not on my phone all day as well. Mm. So if it's a really cool, sustainable way to do it. And I would encourage a lot of people that don't like doing my fitness pal to give this a go. Is this basically, it's like a meal plan? Yeah, it's a bit like a meal plan, but it's more like we just did my fitness pal worked out what needs to change in my current diet to right. make it work and then just stick to that meal timing. What, what were some of those things? Like I had to add in a couple of meals. Okay. So like I just basically didn't eat breakfast. Mm. I just had to add in breakfast uh, and I've had to add in... What have you added in? 
Uh, like just another meal delivery meal. Oh, okay. So I have one more that right. I wasn't having before in the breakfast and the true endurance during training. Do you ever have a normal breakfast? Like, do you wake up and have like toast? No, so I'm never heavy. I'm never hungry in the morning. Right. So that's like the one meal I don't really enjoy. Except um, when I'm traveling, you just force it down. Yeah. It's funny when when I'm traveling, I just know I've got to eat. Whereas like when I'm here and I've got like work, I just like move straight on. Mm. Um, so I'm forcing myself to do that. Don't feel hungry, but I do feel like not starving later in the day. True endurance during training is like an extra 60 grams of carbs. And then I just have to have something after dinner that has mm. like another 50 grams. And then it just gets me there. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Uh, that's good stuff. Yeah, the uh, so, so you guys can get coaching like Raf's getting uh, off Matt at beyondmacros.com uh, where he's doing it. And he is working a lot more now with people who want to you know work on their nutrition long term as mm. opposed to people who want to do a six-week program in preparation for the CrossFit game season. As you know, the season's a bit of a fuck around these days. So if you are looking around, if you are just you know on board to just fix your nutrition just long term and you just want to look better and feel better, then he is searching for someone like you mm. these days. So beyondmacros.com, uh, make that inquiry. And now's like a perfect time of year. So uh, right before Christmas, as things get too out of hand, um, yeah, you can uh, get, a, get a handle on it and uh, have no regrets. Cool. So... This uh, this rope, right? This rope situation. Let me just explain how my speed rope situation has gone over the years. Bought my first RPM rope, the 2.0, after trying a ages bunch ago. of ages ago. Yeah, after trying a bunch of different ropes, and became so good with that rope that, like, I don't know. I say double under is one of my top three movements. Mm. Like, I could do 200 unbroken, like, no questions, easy. And um, then I lent you the rope one day. Mm. Disaster. And you readjusted it because I was trying to get you to qualify. I went shorter, obviously. Yeah, you, you cut it shorter. And then since then, I well, obviously don't have that rope anymore or I didn't fix it or whatever it happened. Um, tried a 2.0 again. Couldn't get it to work for whatever reason. Just couldn't skip with it. Tried the th- Then got a 3.0 uh, and then we'll talk about that. Uh, didn't end up... It wasn't my rope, so I haven't ended up buying one. But then have shifted back to... Before the 2.0, which is like just a cheap, mm. uh, cheap normal speed rope, uh, which I'll explain why in a sec. But that was kind of my journey. But I used the 2.0 for about four or five years, the same rope, and then moved to the 3.0 for about five or six weeks, and then back to just the original skipping ropes. What was your? What's your rope journey? It's actually pretty similar because I'm also on like just to the back normal speed rope now. Um, I still think the best skipping I could ever do is with the RPM rope, like in workouts and stuff. Uh, but then I just came to a realization that I think I get better training just with a slightly slower, normal speed rope. Uh, that's like, you know, it doesn't feel like cheating, like it doesn't feel super easy. It might not be the same score, uh, but I just get more out of the actual skipping component, like from a fitness perspective. Mm. Uh, so that's what, that is why I, I moved back. But my actual timeline is, is really similar to yours. Yeah. You know, it was interesting yesterday. I was doing like a, just a little conditioning piece at the start of my workout. And uh, part of the conditioning piece was two minutes of single skips for a mm-hmm. few rounds. And when you do double unders, you don't really, if you think about the time that you're skipping, you don't really skip for more yes. than like a minute. Um, and so. Well, that's like, you know, maybe 110, 120 skips, right? Yeah. That's like a pretty big set. If you're going unbroken as yeah. well. Yeah. Uh, and most people aren't skipping that long. And what I realized is how deconditioned mm. my feet and my calves are to skip for a long period of time. So I was thinking like maybe the longest set I've done recently is like 40 seconds. Right? I haven't been yep. doing heaps of double unders, but they've been in there um, every week. 
if you got like if you added five minutes straight skipping of singles in your warm up, like all different variations, like running man and mm. you know hopping on one leg, other vice versa, all that, you would actually condition your feet and your calves way better for double unders. Like I don't actually think doing long sets of double unders is a good way necessarily to get better at double unders, like get better at double under endurance only because you just can't do it for that long. It'll be like trying to get good at, you know, rowing sprints when you're trying to get your rowing better overall and you only do really short 20, 30 second rowing sprints. It's like some days you've got to get on the row and row for like 10 minutes straight and row for like five minutes straight. But you never do that with double unders. And it's technically it is a monostructure exercise. So if you ever have an opportunity, if you think of boxes, they pick up the ropes and like 20 minutes skipping. Oh, they go longer. Yeah. All the time you see, like, yeah, half an hour jump rope, like, move on. If you think about how much... It's like much, jogging, right? Right, yeah. If you think about how much endurance you're building up in your calves, your feet, and your ankles, and it's different to running. Like, I know it's similar muscles, but it's definitely more yeah. isolated conditioning for the, for the calves and the ankles. If you did that, if you did 10 minutes of single skipping every single day to the point that it was just like so easy for you, rather than like 10 minutes on the bike, for example... Yeah. You would pick up double unders in a workout. I'm telling you right now, you would pick up that rope and it would be fucking cake. Yeah, Easy. I remember you've seen that. Like, you've seen guys that have a boxing background uh, do double unders, like pick up CrossFit, and they are phenomenal. Yeah. Like, just absolutely. Yeah. I, think, I think Chris Spiller was like that, not yeah. boxing, but wrestling, and he did a lot of jump rope as part of his conditioning. Right. And it's a totally different level. It's I can always tell because it's the guys that when they need a break from doubles, they don't drop the rope, they just go to singles. Mm. And when, like, when you can recover with singles, that's when, you know, like, mm. you're a full-on boss at skipping. And to our point earlier, you can do a lot of... You can warm up nose breathing on it. Mm. Yeah. Like, it's quite a dynamic exercise that you can do a lot of nose breathing of just to kind of work on your concentration. It's quite good. But anyway, we've got a sidetrack. So, the RPM rope <laughs> um, is, uh, I think, just a little bit faster again. The 3.0. Um, the 3.0 than the 2.0. I don't really have much more to add to it than that. I think it's a little bit faster. And mm. I think they're the fastest ropes I've ever used. Mm. But I... Um, do I, I'm not an expert in skipping and I would like to get an expert on uh, about skipping but I do question like do you just want to always train with the lightest rope possible like I'm not 100% sure right mm. I think maybe a rope with slightly heavier more feedback or you're working a bit harder through your shoulders um, might might be better just for your training long term yeah well and to be honest I fucking don't like it whatsoever mm. I actually hate it um, I can't skip with it whatsoever it's too light yeah. Uh, there's no feedback. I wouldn't recommend it for anyone that's not highly advanced at skipping. Mm. Um, if you, if your rope is so light that if when you turn it, the weight of the rope doesn't make it turn more, then you're now that then you're too light. Um, so what I mean is, it's so light that you always need to be putting tension through yep. and turning the handles because the weight of it doesn't help carry itself around. So I actually think. It's harder because you're spending more energy to turn the rope over. Now, at a really fast speed, I found it's easier. Mm. And when I do like turbo double unders, it's like it's like cake. Yep. But when you're in a workout and you've done muscle-ups and pull-ups and burpees and your shoulders are fatigued, you want to get on the rope and just hit a smooth, you know, steady cadence of like 50 double unders every you know, 30, 25, 30 seconds. Yeah. It's more work. Whereas if you use a slightly heavier rope, I find because there's more weight in the actual cable as it moves around it's spinning itself more easily and it's it's requiring less work and since moving back to a slightly heavier rope i've actually double unders have improved way yeah. more way more um so i actually don't like the 3.0 um, i'm going to give it a one out of five i just think it's way too light and just way too much effort to turn that thing around i see people use it and their double unders i can tell because they're putting so much effort into their double unders 
because the rope is just slowing down because it's so light. And so they have to put so much work into that handle to get it to turn. Um, so I definitely think there's a little bit of a threshold there. But like you said, we've got to get a rope expert on, expert on to kind of explain what's going on there. But this is just what I've felt in, in the skipping. Yeah, I'm going to also give it a two. Just because similar point, I actually haven't really seen anybody get this rope, including myself. Uh, and their double unders get better because of it. Yeah. Or, I've, or someone, I've, I've definitely seen worse, but I don't really know anyone that's exceptional at skipping. But yeah. Probably everyone listening to this is not. And, and, and no one's no one's ever picked up the three pointer and be like, bro, this rope is the killer. Yeah. Of, like everyone was happy with the two pointer. The three pointer did not improve. All it did was improve their bottom line. Mm. It didn't improve your skipping. As in the RPMs. Yeah. yeah RPMs financials. Um, well, they sell it for ninety dollars and fuck, they must rip off. They must make that shit for like that six. is a rip off. Fuck, that is crazy. To be fair, they last a long time, but for a shit rope, I honestly would not pay that, that amount of money. Um, I think the 2.0 was like 50 bucks back in the day. Yeah. It's nearly double the price for something worse. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that. Um, all right, cool. There's our review. Uh, moving on to Saving Capitalism, um, Netflix documentary. I love these documentaries, by the way. Yeah. I reckon they're awesome. Uh, but again, it just confirms that um, America is fucked up is a really fucked up place, unfortunately, for all you Americans listening to. You, you are in a part of a system which is extremely corrupt, um, but uh, no surprises there, right? Uh, we, uh, we actually were talking today with, uh, with Jim from OPEX about how the world's economy is going to probably, you know, not collapse like it did in 2008, but there's going to be some kind of contraction, like mm. you said. Uh, most likely it's going to happen in America first or it's going to happen to China or some something that's going to happen there. And then the rest of the world that have generally stable economies are going to have to feel the effects of the mistakes of the more corrupt superpowers <laughs> in the world. It's the truth. Yeah, there's also just, I think, there's, there's up and down. There's always an up and down. Regardless, of course, yeah. of course. But where is this going to start, right? It's for the people that hold the majority of the power, mm. which is not Australia, right? It's, it's uh, countries like America like Russia, like um, China, all that sort of thing. So it's going to happen there. And then because the world is so, all the world's money is so mm. connected, we're just going to have to, you know, deal with the, the aftermath of, of whatever happens there. Um, hopefully nothing as bad as 2008. I just can't hopefully see that happening. But anyway, this movie is basically helping you understand how the, how capitalism and how corruption has sort of, made its way into the justice system and like into the the legal system in America like there are literally tax laws written in or tax are uh what what is it when you get tax relief or you don't have to pay taxes whatever it is for those big corporations like they got them written in there so they wouldn't like have to pay all these crazy taxes like it's, it's unbelievable there was this graph that they show in the movie where it's like the percentage of it's like the the pay of CEOs or pay of like the directors of companies yep. Versus like the percentage of the total revenue that's going to employees and the gap that's widening between mm. those. It like used to be really close like 50 years ago. And so that means obviously there's maybe like less in the middle for the actual business or the corporation itself. But now the gap has widened so much that the employees are taking such a fraction. It's basically the middle mm. class of America. It's taking such a fraction of the, the revenue generated by corporations and the higher ups the people in charge are taking an even larger portion. So that that gap is getting wider and wider um, to a point where this guy, who, who's the guy that, that's um, narrating the movie? Yeah, good question. Um, what's he, was, he was part of... Um, Robert Reich. Robert Reich? Yeah. Um, he's part of the uh, he's part of the Clinton administration, mm. right? Um, so 
He's been around for a while. He's probably in his 60s or something now. He's an extremely smart guy, very short guy as well, um, like in height. <laughs> he's, um, he's, probably, he's probably barely over five foot. But anyway, he's... He's 1.49 meters. He's small. <laughs> he's very small. But he's, he's, a, he's a very intelligent man. And he basically says, like, the way that the American economy is heading with, like, the middle class and how much money they're making is, is super unsustainable. Super unsustainable. Yeah, it's, it was it was a really good uh, documentary, and it's one of those ones that people often get confused about because like wealth inequality is uh, is getting better around the world each year, so like things are, are getting a lot better. But within the wealthier countries, it's getting way worse. That's like kind of the point of confusion. Um, so this one really looks at like inside America, and, and the truth is, it's really similar in Australia, um, or probably most people where most people listening to this live. Uh, the wealth inequality is just getting more and more, and I think it's a cool one to look at because most people just become like really big uh, proponents of capitalism. Like, yeah, it's the best. Like, you know, it's so awesome we get to like trade stuff or whatever. But uh, truth is, like, there's lots of flaws in it as well. Uh, and you see that when you watch these sort of movies. Yeah. I mean, where is it going to end? That's what I don't know. Like, can, if you keep doing this to the middle class, they're going to end up, they're not going to be in middle class anymore. There's going to be at the bottom, there's going to be no in between anymore. You know, there's just going to be people that are barely barely scraping by and people that are just like ultra rich yeah it's a really funny quote i can't remember where i found it i'm gonna like totally get it wrong but it was like where we're heading is where it's gonna be like four or five crazy rich tech billionaires and everybody else just to give them massages yeah it's not it's, yeah oh, it's, and it's, it's, it's kind of is where it heading, particularly with ai and stuff um i think normally what they say is they had a really similar situation like in the early 1900s where the wealth inequality is getting really bad uh and then they tend to vote in like really strong personalities like Donald Trump or like back then it was Hitler uh, and then they yeah, upset like the order because people just start to rebel. Mm. Um, I think what people don't realize is like, yeah, you don't want to live somewhere where like there's massive wealth inequality because I remember just being in Mexico for a while and living in like the rich area and it fucking sucks. Yeah. Like you can't get a taxi because like too dangerous. Um, you can't like, even getting public transport is super dangerous. Like you can't have a key to your own house because people will just uh, mug you or whatever or like kidnap you if you have a key to your own house Fine. so like no one has keys like you just have to have a security guard at the door who will let you in and shit like it's not a fun place to be right like going out in the dark is like super dangerous like you don't actually want to live somewhere like that like you actually want to live somewhere where like everyone's pretty well off and there's not major differences mm. obviously everyone wants to be in the in the top percent mm. but like you don't want to be somewhere where it's like one versus the 99 just sucks mm. um, so yeah the problem with these sort of movies as well is like there's not much you can do about it yeah, you well, just watch it and you're like, well, they wrote, I'm like fully powerless. They wrote the laws yeah. into their government, like they they put it on the legislation and stuff. Mm. So it's like, what what can people do? They, these companies write the laws, so you can't take them to court because they own they own the laws. Like they 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 get their tax you know benefits. They get they can pay themselves this much. You know they're above the law, which is. I mean, the only irony is like the only thing you can really do is try and join the one percent. And, yeah. then you, and then use your money for good. Well, I guess what's, that's, that's what a lot of people are trying to yeah. do. Um, I think that's maybe why there's been such a rise in people wanting to start their own thing or, or take a bit more control over their own financial situation because mm. they they feel like whatever they're in is completely unfair. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, unfortunately it is. Uh, thanks to the internet, the gap between what how much money someone can make uh, and you know how much they need other people. People can do a lot more now without other people, and that's mm. really that's really why they're making so much extra money. Is because before you need an entire factory of people to do all these things for you, right? To build all this stuff or to make whatever you make. But now, because the internet, you can get rid of ninety percent of those people. 
Or, or you or you get someone from overseas. Yeah. Yeah. And then rather than, you know, all all those those you know maybe say million dollars in wages that you were mm. paying originally that you absolutely needed to pay those no question about it, now you just pay yourself. Yeah, I'm not going to pay those yeah. to other people that money. I'm going to pay it to myself, and that and that's essentially the mentality that drives capitalism. And then you can see how that'd play out um, as as to where we are today. So interesting film. Um, I'm going to give it a four out of five. I really enjoyed it. I think it was it was made really well. It was really engaging. It had lots of animations, which I like, um, and it was explained really well. And the guy in the movie was really likable, whatever mm. his name is. Yeah, he was a, he was a good character to follow. I think you did a pretty good job with it. So I would definitely recommend this one. It's one of the better documentaries on sort of the uh, economy and the, and the crises and et cetera. Yeah, I want to give it a, a four and a half out of five. I think it's the best of its type Yeah. Uh, on Netflix, like of the kind of financial money ones. Um, actually, there have been some other good ones, but yeah, this was like, I, I think the best one I've seen so far. Mm. Uh, and I would also watch it as soon as possible because I do think it's going to get dated. It was like came out in 2017, and these things just get dated so fast. You know, if there's like a collapse next year, it's like crazy dated again, right? Right. Like a movie that came out in 2007. Yeah. Um, so I would jump on it really quick uh, and educate yourself. Yeah. Awesome. All right, guys, there you go. Uh, remember, before you switch this off and you're thinking about your 100 day goal, Raf and I are still progressing through our training journals. Uh, I am trying to, a little, little hiccup in the road, like I mentioned at the start of this episode, I got sick, so I had to take uh, some time off training. So, back on the bench program as of this week, trying to work to those three plates and uh, Ralph chipping away at your, your cleaning jerk goal. Any breakthroughs last week? No, nah, man. I need to start eating. <laughs> I really need to get strong. More, more eating. So that needs to go into the journal. Closing thoughts, eat more food. <laughs> uh, closing thoughts, how many calories left to go? Um, all right. So you guys can pick up your training journal if you want to jump on that, if you want to get a Christmas present for anyone, um, if you want to surprise someone, if you want to just achieve your own goals, the training journal book, dot com when you check out use the code uh what do you got mmp15 and that's uh 15 percent off ongoing so yes. uh training journal com mmp15 when you check out for 15 percent off and uh ships worldwide so no matter where you're listening to this we've got a few orders sweden dubai last week so all over the world and uh yep thanks so much guys for listening and we will see you next week